Hi, Lauren. Hi, Sam. Are you ready to talk about Mulan? I am, because after all, we are the watchers of movies. Hey, everybody. So we've been having technical difficulties on my end because my microphone is the worst and it stopped working. Or maybe it's my computer. We don't know, but we're trying to figure it out. So excuse us if our audio quality is a little bad this week. Hopefully everything will be resolved by next week. Yes, yes. Hopefully it will be fixed, but this is just like the hurdle we have to cross because of recording over Zoom. So. Uh yeah. It's frustrating too because my phone or my I've updated all these drivers and it seems like no matter what I do, it's not working and I don't know what else to do. And it's really frustrating. So yeah, but you know, I mean I'll probably have to get a new microphone. That's kind of what I've I've been leaning towards is that it's just like it's the pro- I feel like the problems are just going to keep happening, you know, like, because you can update every driver in the world, but if your microphone's pooped out on you, then, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, so last night, I watched Samantha, and I watched... Um, Not me. Not you. Lauren has a house guest named Samantha. Yeah. <laughs> 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 watched uh willow for the for, i've never seen it i love I've willow never seen willow it's i liked the, it a lot <laughs> yeah really- mike showed me willow for the first time like within the last two years and i liked it a lot too it's it's really fun and i was like captivated the entire movie like i couldn't stop like like i was really thirsty at one point and i was like i'm gonna reach for my my water but then I just never did because I was so wrapped up in the movie. <laughs> Where was your water? <laughs> like to like a foot to the left of me. Did you announce that you were going to reach for it? <laughs> no, but I just kept thinking about how I was thirsty. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, Willa is so fun. And Val Kilmer is so charming in that movie. It's, like, it's, good. it's really good. It was very, it was very fun. Um, I had wanted to see it like my entire life. You know that Warwick Davis was only seventeen when he made that movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, nuts. It's pretty fascinating. He he's had an incredible career. Like he, he really was, has. He played an Ewok, and he's been in all kinds of all kinds of movies. And yeah, he actually has a a TV show called Life's Too Short that's hilarious. <laughs> And um, I think Ricky Gervais had a hand in making it because they're friends or a hand in like maybe producing it or something. But Mike let me borrow it when we first started dating. And it's really funny. Like he has this, he, like he's self-deprecating, but not in like, I don't, that might be even too negative of a word, but he like, he doesn't shy away from the fact that he's a little person. And there's a scene where he goes to his ex-wife (laughs) 
he's he's getting a divorce and he goes to his ex-wife's house and he is like contriving a reason to be there and he says like he wants to get an award from the bookshelf but he doesn't ask her for help so he climbs it and then he like is hanging there (laughs) it's so funny yeah so he's talented he's very talented and he has a very good sense of humor Mm -hmm. and he's fascinating that like the career he's had is is pretty cool i think yeah he's two different characters in uh harry potter is he, he plays, yeah he plays one of the goblins so you can't tell that it's him because he has a ton of makeup on um and then he plays one of the professors oh okay professor flitwick that's his character's name yeah willow is really fun um there's this scene in there's a scene in part in willow that i i like is when they're like they're trying to determine if willow should i believe it's like take the baby to like like get the baby out of there or whatever and they they're like consult the runes and they throw the runes down and i think like it doesn't say anything that they anything favorable so they make up another reason like oh the birds or whatever right am i remembering correctly yeah they're like bones or something and then and and the sorcerer is like they say nothing (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm glad you liked it. I really liked it. I liked it a lot. It was really fun. Yeah. Um, it was it was definitely worth the wait because I again I've been wanting to see that movie like my entire life. And so uh yeah. <laughs> it was great. I liked it. I really enjoyed it. It was really fun. It's very fun. It's very fun. I I did not expect to like it as much as I did yeah. when Mike showed it to me. I expected to be like, yeah, it's a you know, it's a movie. Yeah, but it was. It's really clever and really. It is. Yeah, it's, it's very. It's very clever. Yeah. Has Samantha, had Samantha seen it before? Yeah, she's seen it like Samantha. How many times do you think you've seen Willow? Like five times. She said she's seen it like five times. Okay. Yeah. She because you liked it when you were a kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. So she liked it when she was a kid. Um, it was really fun. It was really mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so I have a mini topic. Yeah, I'm excited uh, about this mini topic. So I, we decided again to do a like historical story that we wanted made into a movie. And mine, and I feel like I've told you this before, but if I have, it's still a great story. So whatever. Um, it's about Carl Sagan and Andrew's love story. Did you, have I heard? told you this before you've mentioned them before but i don't know if i've heard the details okay okay this is from npr.com it was on morning edition and the uh title of it is called carl sagan and andrew's ultimate mixtape so in 1977 nasa launched two spacecrafts as part of the voyager interstellar mission and on board each of the crafts was a golden record and in the golden record, it included stuff like the sound of a kiss or mother's first word to her newborn, um, music from around the world, greetings in 59 languages, and like a bunch of other stuff. And the point of the spacecraft is that they were going to take close-up pictures of Jupiter and Saturn and then go further on into space. And, and the point of the records is is that they were meant to survive a billion years in the hopes that one day an alien species would find them. So <clears throat> Carl Sagan was put into in charge of the mission, and his creative director was Andrew, 
and she said that it was a chance to tell something of what life on earth was like being into beings perhaps a thousand million years from now and one day she was like searching all over for a piece of chinese music to put on the record and she found one and she was like and it was it's a 2500 year old song called flowing stream and she was really excited and so she called carl and she left a voicemail at his his hotel and at that point they were just professional acquaintances like nothing had ever happened between them but he called her back about an hour later and then something shifted in their relationship and at the end of the call they were engaged and this is having never kissed never shared a romantic moment between them but there was something about their connection that it just felt so right what did they talk and, about on the phone I don't, I don't know. Um, this is also a drunk history episode, and I really liked it. Again, like this is another drunk history episode because I did that last time too. But um, I, I have no idea what they talked about. But I guess it was enough where they realized that they both had like you know a love of the uh, outer space and all that stuff, and a love of and, the outer space. And <laughs> Who doesn't have a love of the outer space? Yeah, I mean, everyone has a love of the outer space. <laughs> and uh, so after they got engaged, she decided that she was going to measure electrical impulses of a human brain and the nervous system and turn it into sound. And maybe in a thousand million years from now, an alien civilization could transform it into thoughts. So a couple of days later, she went to the Bellevue Hospital in NYC and meditated to the sounds uh, while the sounds of her brain and her body were being recorded. And she was, she said, she was thinking about the wonder of love and of being in love. And the gold records, and they're still out there, and to whoever may stumble upon them. And she says, whenever I'm down, I'm thinking, and still they move, 35,000 miles an hour leaving our solar system for the great open sea of interstellar space. And they were, they were together until Carl Sagan passed away. Wow. So, yeah. Fascinating. What do you think? He must have really good game. I, <laughs> like, geez. <laughs> so my title for it is And Still They Move. Why uh, is it? And Still They Move. Oh, that's a good title. I yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, the feeling of like the feeling of the movie is like a cerebral, almost like a dreamy like quality. It's emotional, and I thought the perfect director would be Alfonso Cuarón mm, for that because yeah. he he does that kind of yeah. yeah and time. I love him. I'm a huge fan of him. Yeah. And Andrin, the casting is Lily James would play her, okay. and Carl Sagan would be played by Colin Morgan. I don't know who that is. He's on, he was in the show Mer Merlin. That doesn't help me. I don't watch terrible TV shows. <laughs> I watch Merlin. <laughs> What's his what? name? <laughs> Colin Morgan. <laughs> I watched part of that show and I, I couldn't he get kinda into looks, it. He kind of looks like an elf. Yeah. I don't know what, let me see what Carl Sagan looks like as well. Yeah, I could see it. They're both like very slight. Right. That's a crazy story. That's a good story. Right. I like it. Thanks. Yeah. So they both worked at NASA. Yep, they both worked at NASA. And I wonder if like, yeah. like 
I wonder if one of them had feelings like a crush on the other one, but it was just like unrequited and they were just like, like if she was, if she was like, ah, Carl doesn't even know I exist. Or if he was like, oh, she doesn't even know I, Anne is her name? Anne? Anne, yeah. Anne doesn't even know I exist. And then they got lucky and had to talk to each other on the phone and uh, (laughs) he made his move or something. Uh, That's really, that's, that's a good story. I think if it's if you get the right person who writes it and the right director, it could be done really well, you know? Yeah. Because I'm sure that they had, like, you know, I'm sure that while they were working together, there was, like, a, a sense of, um, like, deep respect for each other, you know? And so they were probably, you know, feeding on, on that with each other. And um, I don't know, maybe they just... They just had a deep connection and they, and it was really great, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. And they were married for decades. Yeah. I'm trying to look up a picture of her right now. Oh, this is a cute picture. They're like looking at each other. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good story. I, and I, Alfonso Cuaron is an, is a really good director for a feeling like that. If that's yeah. what you want in your movie. I yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. He's good for that. He's very uh he's very good at adding like the romantic aspect to a story too. Yeah, he um, did a little princess, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just like beautiful cinematography in that and movie. the music. Oh, so yeah. good. I mean the act like that movie is every every time I've seen that movie probably I mean, at least a dozen times, and yeah. every time at the end, when the dad runs out, oh my the, gosh, oh my god, and he goes, Sarah! and I was like, and every time, I'm like, okay, here it comes, here it comes. <laughs> yeah, it's such a good moment. It's like I know when all hope is lost, all of a sudden. He remembers. Yeah. Oh, it's really good. And the just like the set design and the costume design, everything about that movie. So yeah, I think he would do a really good job with like an outer space slash like love story between two scientists. (laughs) I don't know. I think I think that was a good choice. And I really like the title. I think that's a really good title. And still they know. Yeah. 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 yeah thanks good yeah. job that's good thanks. that's a good one thank you yeah yeah i uh, i copied a lot from the npr article so i just wanted to make sure that you know they're like you know yeah <laughs> i like are. that i really like that and um i like the quote she had about like thinking about being in love because it is such a like magical time when you first I mean, like being being in love is awesome. It's just it's like such a magical time when like you go from like not being in love to being in love. That transition is is so like magical, you know. It is. It yeah. totally is. It's big mm-hmm. time. It's like it's like I mean, you know, you're going through all these like chemical changes, and all of a sudden you have this this person in your life. Who you're just like. I can't stop thinking about them. I can't wait till I see them. <laughs> you know, yeah. It is. You're right. It's a very magical time. Yeah. And I think Alfonso Cuaron could really, mm-hmm. could really capture that quite nicely. Yeah. Yeah. I also thought Andy Tennant would be good. He did 
Ever After. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. But I think he said all those other. Yeah, I think so too. He said all those other movies under his belt that were kind of garbage. <laughs> so like, I feel like Alfonso Cuaron. Oh, like The Secret Dare to Dream. <laughs> the Secret Dare to Dream. <laughs> no, I think he made a good choice. I think Alfonso Cuaron is is a great. A great yeah. Choice. Yeah. <laughs> the secret dare to dream the movie that neither of us have seen but we refuse to and we're just going to consistently make fun of yeah Whatever. basically josh lucas like our post so it's cool <laughs> Jeez. that's a good one so i told you this i i have to tell this on on the recording i told you this before we recorded but i think it's i still think it's kind of funny so i didn't have a i didn't have a casting mini topic and yeah. last night i was i was talking to mike and mike was like oh you could you could cast metallica for a metallica movie and um and so i was looking at old pictures of the members of metallica and i was trying to cast them and i came to the guitarist kirk hammett and and i saw a picture of him young and i said oh my gosh natalie portman could play him and mike laughed because he is a very beautiful he was very beautiful and very pretty when he was a young man and um if you've seen pictures of natalie portman there's never been a day in her life when she was not a beautiful human like i saw a baby picture of her once and i'm like oh my gosh she's like just as beautiful as a baby and yeah i said to mike he could have been a model and he said yeah they didn't really market him that way in the band like he wasn't marketed as like the pretty man in the band but he's just he was just very, like, very pretty. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean pretty and, like, I'm not trying to be derogatory or anything. Like, he was a good-looking guy. No, he was an attractive guy. Yeah, and for I, sure. I said, Natalie, Natalie Portman, why not? Kate Blanchett <laughs> played Bob Dylan in that weird movie. <laughs> so. What was that? What was that movie? Wasn't it, like, a bunch of different people that played him? Yeah, I can't remember like the title. Or two. I can't. I don't know. I can't remember the title. All I keep thinking of is No Direction Home, but I think that's the, like, the Martin Scorsese legitimate documentary. I don't know. Let me look it up. It's going to bother me now. Okay. (laughs) Let me look it up. I'm Not There is what it's called. Oh, okay. I'm Not There. And she actually did a, like, she had the right look for it because Bob Dylan was kind of, like, slight at that, at the time that she was portraying him, like, that period of his life and anyway it was a weird movie i saw it because i went through a bob dylan phase in college so i was like and that movie came out right around then so i saw it but it's bizarre and not like (laughs) but the martin scorsese documentary is is really good and i would recommend it to anybody who is a fan of bob dylan or a fan of like music from that time it's really good yeah i i have not seen either of those but you know Bear is staring at Samantha's food like <laughs> he's like what's she eating? What are you eating? Like turkey and bread? <laughs> turkey and bread. Turkey and bread? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. It's, it's <laughs> exciting. This weekend she was making a big Lebowski um uh puzzle. Making one? Yeah, like building one. Puzzling. Like- like creating one no <laughs> like oh you mean like putting together a puzzle yes <laughs> yes yes that's what i meant the common verbiage used when one is doing a puzzle 
Did you guys finish it? I didn't. I didn't do it. Um, no, she didn't finish it. But um, I've never seen The Big Lebowski. Really? Yeah. You're really missing out. It's I've good. heard that I need to see. It. I like Jeff Bridges, so I don't know why I haven't. But it's it's oh well. great. It's awesome. I have to see it. Yeah, yeah. I. Uh, you should. You should watch it. You should watch I should it. Watch it. What does the puzzle look like? Uh, it's like here. Can I can I show her? Um, the, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> oh, it's just like the dude, like the like the movie case where he's yeah. like black and white with like the orange sunglasses. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That puzzle has a Blockbuster video logo on the box. <laughs> How old is it? I don't know. She's laughing because it has a Blockbuster logo on there. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard because Samantha can't hear your side of the conversation. Yeah. So yeah. I, I feel bad because she. I feel like she's being left out. <laughs> I feel bad that you're being left out. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, do you want to talk about the movie? Let's do it. Let's talk about Let's the movie. Let's do it. Okay. So I have a feeling that I know how you felt about the movie, but what did you think of the movie? I didn't care for it. Yep. <laughs> I was like, while we were watching it, I was like, I'm 95% sure that Sam's going to like this movie. <laughs> I couldn't decide if you liked it or not. I didn't. Oh really? I didn't. No. I leaned I leaned towards that because there's big problems with it that go beyond just like my own taste. Yeah. And I so I was like she probably didn't like it, but we've been so different on things before that I couldn't I was not 95% certain. It was more like 60% certain you didn't like it. So Yeah, I um I didn't like the witch. I thought that was super unnecessary. I didn't like any magical aspects to it. Um, there was a lot of slow motion. You know, I don't really like slow motion. Like slow motion has its place in time. In that movie, it was overused to the point where I was just like, oh my God. Uh, I do have notes actually, okay, let's see. Um, I think the set was beautiful. I think that it was, it was definitely like, in the setting, it, the setting was gorgeous, but um, yeah, I guess I guess the only thing I really didn't like was the was the magical aspect of it. Hmm. What do you think? There's a, a, quite a few things I didn't like about it. I I thought Mulan was a robot. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't I be bothered. Very emotive either. I couldn't be bothered to empathize with her. Um, I think the story of like the story of the movie had potential to be really good, but instead they made her so cold and unemotional and unfeeling. And I would have liked to see her become better, like become a partner and friends with the people in her regiment. But the only time we like, I don't remember his name, but he like the guy who was like singled out as the one she like, sort of sparred with but also was... Wong, it's like Wang Yu or something Wang Yu yeah is it Huang Chen Huang Yu like you said Huang Yu okay yeah. so yeah so the one that like was singled out is like 
the one who seemed i don't know i couldn't tell if he like knew that she was a girl or not because they had him like waking up and he maybe saw her with like the like the bindings around her chest but maybe didn't but i i would have liked it if like her and him or her and some of the other people in the regiment would have become like better friends than just showing them just sort of having a conversation and then he singled her out when she was like bathing in the lake and she was nervous because she's a female and he didn't know it and so she was very cold to him but then they they really didn't like have enough of a resolution later to justify her coldness to him I, i it's hard for me to explain so I didn't care for her character at all. I don't care. Like she was, she just didn't seem human to me. And I didn't, I didn't feel bad for her that her parents wanted to like take her to the matchmaker and get married because I didn't see much before that to make me think she didn't want that. And then when she finally got into the regiment, she was just like so cold and she was like, like, um, doing everything and then getting embarrassed because she is so talented but we i don't see that struggle all i see is like the the outcome of of what's happening does that make sense i don't know if yeah well she's i mean they talk about how like her father said something about how her cheese too powerful and she has to kind of like you know put a damper on it um but you're right they don't really show any sort of like instance where she necessarily like feel I guess feels shame over having this chi or having this power you know it's kind of just like oh I have to quell this because you know my future husband's going to be threatened by the fact that I'm an amazing warrior like oh no well (laughs) god forbid (laughs) you know um and I agree with you that there was not, I don't think there was like an extensive amount of character development with her. I don't know. Overall, I'm I'm glad I never have to watch the movie again, to be honest with you. It's like, I was like, it's ended and now I'm over it. Like, and I've seen it twice. The first time I saw it, I wasn't paying a lot of attention. So I decided to watch it again, but I kind of was like, I didn't really care about watching it a second time because I, I don't know, it, it, it was okay. It was just okay. That's all it was, you know. It was there's a lot of there's a lot of fan service to to people who are fans of the original, and I loved that. I thought that was great. Like they had, you know, like instrumentals of some of the songs that were in the original movie. Um, and even some of the lines, like one of the lines the commander says is he's like, he's like, he says something like, um, hold on, I have to think of the song that goes like, at one point the commander says to her, he's like, you have to be tranquil as a forest, but a fire within. And I was oh. like, <gasps> I was like, that's from Be a Man for <laughs> the song. That's the song that I, I turned on after. Uh, we watched the movie and I was singing along too. I was belting my heart out. I gave Samantha an amazing performance. <laughs> I bet she loved it. Um, I bet she loved it. <laughs> I hope so. Did you love it? She said yes. 
it's been a long time since I've seen the cartoon. I saw the cartoon probably once. I know I've seen it at least once. I don't know if I've seen it more than that. And it was when it first came out. Oh, so that's a long time ago. A long time ago. And it was never my favorite. But this um, movie, I just did not. I don't, yeah, I, don't know. Um, I would have turned it off. Like, within the first five minutes of the movie, um, a woman maybe not five minutes within the first part of the movie a woman turns herself into a bird and i thought why would you what what's the point of overtaking if you can turn yourself into a bird what's literally what's the point of trying to overthrow a human government that's you like, make a good point there. aren't you so much more beyond that like yeah you make a good i could fly there. around the world as a bird and then become a human at will but i'm gonna worry about a piddly little government like i <laughs> well, it, like and the thing is with the witch is that there's very little motivation seemingly behind her her um actions you know like yeah they they play this like they do this other stupid... than the fact what no go ahead um other than the fact that she felt like she had been kind of cast out from like her her own part of society or whatever it didn't seem to me like there's enough of a motivation like what you said to like overthrow the Chinese government you know unless it was like the emperor himself personally screwed me over so I'm just gonna take his entire <laughs> country and in that case you know what more power to you <laughs> but yeah, it's they like, did like something yeah. really weak where the guy was like, what's his name? I can't remember their names. Where Bori Khan? Bori Khan was like, I know you want to be in a place where people accept your magical powers. And I was like, oh my gosh, is this her motivation? I got news for you, Missy. Mulan fell from the roof of her village wall and caught herself with a walking stick and people weren't impressed so you ain't never gonna change the minds of these provincial <laughs> folks like there was too much special effects also yeah, like the, the special effect of the spider at the matchmaker oh my god that looked terrible the special effect of mulan just like wreaking havoc as she chases this chicken around their weird little village i just like is that from the cartoon was their village where they all like just lived in one giant thing with no um weird it, i've seen the cartoon many times um in the cartoon they had this like their own little private like beautiful plot of land actually um that was like i think near like a little creek or something uh so they didn't they weren't in a village not like that which i thought that was an interesting <clears throat> take on that because it i guess it kind of makes more sense that they would be in a village, especially like during that time when there's, um, it's probably better to have the support of your fellow village members, you know, um, just because it's, you know I mean, everything's going to be so far away from each other. And I just, I would imagine that that would be, that would just be easier as a, you know, I mean, you kind of assume that they're like, like peasants or something, you know? Um, but in, yeah, in the cartoon, they were like, they were not peasants. Like I would say that they were like upper middle class or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
but the so okay so the guy that plays Bori Khan Jason Scott Lee he is in a movie called The Jungle Book with oh, Lena Headey yeah movie? <laughs> well <laughs> hardly anyone's ever like whenever I mention it to anyone no one knows what the fuck I'm talking about <laughs> it's nobody like, knows what The Jungle Book is it's not the one that you're thinking of though it's not the cartoon, and it's not the live-action one. It's, like, one from, like, the 90s. It's with John Cleese, Carrie Ulez, Lena Hattie is in it, and I swear that no one's heard it. It's called Rudyard Kipling's The Jungle Book. Okay. But I was a huge fan of that when I was a kid, and um, I had, like, within the past couple of years, had looked online to see if I could find the DVD, because I was like, I love this movie. I'd love to see it again. And uh, the... DVD I found was like 140 bucks and I was like what for a movie that came out in the 90s <laughs> so I was scrolling through Disney plus and I found the Jungle Book on there like the Rudyard Kipling's Jungle Book on there and I lost my mind <laughs> like I had like a full-on like excited meltdown over it because I was like I get to watch this movie again that I've loved for so long and I was so excited over it so was it anyways, as awesome as you remembered I haven't watched it yet <laughs> oh my gosh I knew that was going to be the outcome and that's why I asked when, why haven't you watched it yet <laughs> I just haven't had a chance. Oh, Sam, I just haven't had the chance. <laughs> That's not funny. Okay, it is funny. I mean, I had to watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine for the hundredth time. <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah, sure, yeah. Uh, so he... I really liked him in The Jungle Book. He played Mowgli. And so in this version, he's like a total opposite of that, where he's like the bad guy. And I have to say that as far as the way that he looked in the original movie, um, that I think they did a really good job. Like, he looked like the cartoon. Really? But, yeah. But I didn't, I didn't think his performance was that great. I thought he was a little bit of his stiff actor. Um I liked his look, though, you know, but I, I don't know, it's, I wouldn't say he was vastly impressive, you know? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I don't, I, it was hard for me to muster up any bit of, like, I care about parts of this movie, because I didn't really <laughs> care about any of it. You didn't like it? I didn't like it, I would have probably turned it off. I wouldn't have watched it to begin with, um, Yeah. because it's just, like... I I wanted to I guess that's not fair because I would have I wanted to give it a shot because Cinderella the live action Cinderella was so good right but they've steadily gone downhill I haven't seen a live action Disney movie since Cinderella came out that has been worth watching and I don't and well Aladdin was pretty good right Aladdin was pretty good but you know which one was garbage and I will never forgive Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Tale as old as time. Yeah. And everything about that movie was terrible and I hated it. And it was like, what did you do? What did you do, Disney? To one of my favorite Disney films. You ruined it. You ruined it. I think that okay. something about Mulan that really bothered me and 
maybe not care about the movie was um the father's sense of suicidal duty i couldn't like i couldn't i don't care because i think it's like it's idiotic like his leg is injured and he's like i have to go i have to serve the emperor and what he's basically saying to his wife is you're not that important to me. I'd rather go die than live the rest of my life with you. And I thought that that was like, I don't think that that's honorable. There was nothing honorable about that to me. Like he's not fit to fight in a battle. It's certain death for him. Yeah. And his wife has no say in it. And his daughters, like, I think that's, that would, that would be so offensive to me if my husband was like i gotta do it because the emperor is important i'd be like am i not important are your children not important is living your life with us like i don't i don't i don't get it i i like that part of the movie totally lost me because i i thought like what is the point of this a suicide mission for what like you care that little about your family that you would i i don't know and they, they like the the archaic mindset of like bringing shame to your whole family, which I know is not a construct in the movie, I think is probably something deeply like steeped, the culture is steeped in. And that's a problem that obviously like the movie can't solve, but I just, I don't find honor in that. And that was really hard for me to get behind because I didn't feel like the dad was like a character that I empathized with at that point. I thought he was foolish. Right. Well, and my question too is why aren't these like Imperial guards going, oh, you're injured. You obviously can't fight. Never mind. You know, like, I mean, it, it just seems like they would like having this guy in their and their troops would just kind of slow things down because he's so injured like, he can't even like move really like he's you know he's hobbling all over it's like um you know later in the film he can't kneel down because his injury um i i don't know i'm not i would say i'm not very familiar with chinese culture as far as you know um that goes and especially during that time I would assume that, you know, uh, not being able to fight or something or not fighting is seen as very dishonorable. But at the same time, I agree with you because it's just like, he's what, in his like 50s, you know, 60s maybe. I mean, he is going to die. Like, and the, and the mom even says that. She's like, this time your father's not going to return. Mm-hmm. And again it just seems odd to me that the imperial guards would be insistent that he would come when he's obviously not able to like even really walk properly you know right it seems so silly to me and that made the movie seem silly almost but i i don't dislike the story of like a society that doesn't value women and a woman who takes it upon herself to save her father's life by going and fighting for him i think that's a good story and i just i just because i know that chinese culture had a very big problem honoring women right so i appreciate a story that where a woman 
rises to the top in a society like that. But I just don't think they did it very well in the live action movie. Yeah. I, I think that I, I definitely prefer the cartoon over the live action. Um, however, and this is just my own thing I'm going to say about the cartoon is that I always thought that the actress that played Mulan was really boring as far as the inflection in her voice. Even though I've seen the movie multiple times, I mean, I do like it. But um, she is in the live action for like a yeah, second. Yeah, I saw her. Yeah. She introduced Mulan to the yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh my God, that's Mulan! Um, which I thought was very cool. And again, there was a lot of throwback to the original and as a fan of the original, I do appreciate that a lot. I think that that is really cool that they did that because it's, you know, it's, it's fan service. And I, as far as that goes, that's good fan service. But the rest of the movie, no. Mm -mm. Yeah, and I agree with you. I didn't care for the magic either because they tried to explain it away by saying her chi was strong. But she had no train little to no training and she was able to do some pretty bombastic like things like flying around and climbing up on walls and flipping and uh i think the tagline for this movie should be mulan the cold-blooded killer like she killed a <laughs> lot of people and she was so like stone-faced it was annoying yeah. i got annoyed with how inhuman she was it really yeah. bothered me i like there was nothing for an audience like a no nothing for a member of the audience to latch on to and right like oh she really cares about her family okay i just i don't know it wasn't done very well i think they could have i think it, it had the bones of a really good story but they just didn't do it well no i don't think so either i think that i mean again like the the biggest thing for me is the is the witch aspect. Um, I just thought that I think that that could have been completely removed with uh, like maybe one minor change, and it would have made almost no difference to the rest of the film. And it, and I really hated the phoenix too, because when I first saw it, I was like, "Is that a kite?" yeah like, yeah it looked very fake and then they had at the end when she's like fighting with Bori Khan and the phoenix like rises up behind her and like spreads out its wings and I was just like really <laughs> like I, I couldn't I wasn't moved by it I was just annoyed by that you know yeah I the phoenix didn't bother me because the phoenix bothered me all through the movie until the end because they the implication on the scene that you're talking about was that she was the only one that could see him because they did like a wide shot right after that and you couldn't see the phoenix anymore and i thought oh if she's the only one who can see the phoenix and the phoenix is sort of like her spirit guide i'm okay with that but i agree the special effects wasn't weren't like the special effects was not great but no I think they could have done the Phoenix in very and much more subtle ways. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how they could have done it, but um, to me, it was 
it just looked so fake that I was just like, ugh, gross. You know, <laughs> I, I, I didn't like that. I really didn't like the supernatural magic aspect of it. it me to neither. me, you know, I mean, it's okay. So I actually thought that this was a true story. I did not realize that it's uh, Mulan is a folklore character. So it's okay. not a true story. It's a fictional story. But I loved the way that it seemed, I liked that it seemed like it was historical until they added the magic aspect. And then I just couldn't get on board after that. Yeah, I I agree with you because if you're going to do a live action movie, I think you either have to go like, full throttle magic or full throttle no magic and they were yeah. sort of dancing in the middle and it just it was it did not work exactly but i also found it really weird that this one person in the whole army had the wherewithal to like outsmart the opposing army like she ran up to that like mountainside which probably should have taken a long time but in the movie took like 30 seconds and then she had the smart well, like, i mean Sam, it's like when you have a helicopter fight and it only lasts for 15 minutes, you know? Like, <laughs> good point, good point. It's just magic. It's just movie magic. Just she magic. had, like, the smarts to put, like, she stole a bunch of helmets as she went up there so she could put helmets on the rocks to give the opposing army something to shoot at. And she knew that they would turn their catapults on her and it would cause an avalanche. It Which, seems like it would take a lot longer to collect the helmets, too. Yeah, and I think it would take a lot longer for an avalanche to, like, do what it did. But also, that seemed really risky because she could have killed a lot of her army by causing... Yeah. Like, it's just lucky that they were able to outrun the avalanche. But, you know, I... I, well, I also, it's because it's like, in the cartoon. That part's in the cartoon. Yeah, which anything goes in a cartoon. Like, I'm much more forgiving in a cartoon when unrealistic things happen because it's a cartoon and it's like part of the fun of a cartoon is like, where, where can you, what corners can your imagination stretch to? Right. But in a live action movie, it just, you need to like put something else behind it. Yeah. But I did like, there were two things that made me laugh that weren't weren't supposed to make me laugh and the first was when the guy was like the guy was walking down the silk road and he sees the mirage of the witch and she's like really far away and he's like squinting and then he blinks and when he opens his eyes she's standing right in front of him it reminded me (laughs) of monty python when um the one of the knights was running towards the castle and the guards could see him from afar off and there's like this drum drum roll as he's running and they're like they keep seeing him and then it shows him and he's still far away and he's still far away and then all of a sudden he's right up to them (laughs) that reminded me of and it made me laugh but that scene was supposed to be very serious in Mulan and then the other one that made me laugh was when the commander called her into his tent and she's gonna like this is like a movie trope that I get tired of is like, I'm about to tell you the truth, but you keep interrupting me with like things that make me afraid to tell you the truth. Yes, yes. And it's like, like, it's like the trope of like the guy's going to tell the girl he loves her. But then as soon as he gets to her house, she's like, guess what? I met a guy. And <laughs> so, so Mulan comes into the commander's tent. Cause she's feeling guilty for lying about being a woman 
which I don't like the remorse and guilt she felt about lying seemed over the top to me. Like you made a conscious decision to pretend to be a man and go fight in the army. And then she like, and then it just became like this moral issue for her, which I didn't fully agree with. Like, I didn't really either. Like the burden of what she was feeling did not equal like what was actually going on. I didn't think like, well, and also, like, she's feeling, she's feeling so much guilt, but, like, the reason that she had decided to, you know, pretend to be a man is to save her father's life. So, like, in my mind, it's like, your father's life is worth more than whatever little guilt that you should be feeling, which I can understand, I guess, if, you know, from, like, I, I can understand it. As a person who feels guilty about a lot of shit that I shouldn't feel guilty about, I get it. Um, it's, it's hard. It's hard to feel that all the time. And I mean, you know, you and I have been friends forever and you know that I, I feel guilty about a lot of shit that I shouldn't feel guilty about. But it, I think it becomes something that is so ingrained in what you are in this culture that maybe she she just, she was just like, I, I don't know what to do. And then, you know, but like, if, if, you know, you're going in with the express idea of making a difference or making a change, then something like your gender shouldn't stop you from doing that. Because again, the idea was to save her father's life. So I get yeah. like I yeah I understand what you're saying I totally do yeah so uh, so she goes into the commander's tent that, yeah no I just want to say that I don't I don't like that trope either the, oh yeah the trope about that I'm going to talk about yeah, yeah 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 so she goes into the commander's tent and she's like I gotta come clean I mean I'm I'm emoting right now I'm emoting more than she ever did in the whole movie. She's like, I gotta come clean. And as soon as she gets in there, she's like, Commander, I have to tell you something about one of the, I don't remember what it's called. Like, it's like truth something and something. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> like some facets that they have to stand honor. on. Yeah, I like, <laughs> I don't know. Always be prepared. I don't know. But so she's she's standing there and she's like, I have to, I have to tell you something. And the commander interrupts her and he's like, it's okay to be scared before battle. And in my head, I was like, Mulan, that's your out. You just say, thank you, commander. And you leave. You don't keep doubling down, trying to tell him the truth. And then, and oh, also, so they set up a loophole earlier in the movie where the commander is listing all these like grievous errors. Like if you commit any of these errors while in the army the the punishment is death like everything is death everything is death everything is death and then he goes dishonesty expulsion and i thought well isn't that convenient that that wouldn't be death because obviously mulan is you know being dishonest so i thought that was really lame but anyway so she's standing in his tent and he like looks at her and he goes you're a great man and after this is over i think i'm gonna have you over to my village get the matchmaker involved and you and my daughter you know and i thought like in my head i thought well i hope his daughter doesn't want to marry a man (laughs) because (laughs) and i just the idea of a whole group of men being fooled by a female is also comical to me um 
because like she was strong but she was very slight and yeah. i know that there are petite men but at the same time i'm like most of the time there is a physical difference between men and women beyond just size you know and so it was yeah. comical to me that all of them were like hey you're a man for sure you know and and the fact that the commander was like so taken with her as a man that he <laughs> wanted her to marry his daughter i thought that I was know. Like, a little heavy-handed and i mean yeah no i agree it's like and also the commander is saying this with a, a, the somehow knowledge that she's gonna survive this she might die you know mm-hmm. like it's a war <laughs> you know well, maybe that's why he said it maybe he didn't really want his daughter to marry him but he's like hey i'll say anything before a battle <laughs> <laughs> um so another issue that I had was Bori Khan's men um, defying uh, gravity, the defying physics. They were breaking the rules of physics, being able to run vertically up and down walls. I thought that was fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Like, it's yeah like they don't have grappling hooks they don't have anything else that can help them run up the walls they can just magically run up walls yeah if your army has that power why are you fighting battles anyway just overthrow the government like you don't have to fight your way to the top you are the top if you have powers like that yeah it's it's there's it's just so bizarre and I didn't like, it, it seemed like there was a lot of, of moments where people were like extraordinarily good at stopping arrows. Like, yeah, and, they'd catch the yeah. arrows in their hands. Yeah. Yeah, like at the end, and I'm just going to skip ahead, but at the end, Bori Khan has a, like she shoots an arrow towards him and he stops it and then he like throws it back or something. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> no, he like, shot. I was. Bori Khan shot an arrow. Like, so Mulan kicked him off the top of the, the building and he was right. laying on the ground and he, he didn't die yet. So he shot an arrow up at the emperor and she untied the emperor just in time for the emperor to catch the arrow. Yeah. And that... then the emperor threw it and he threw it and so she could kick it and it went into his heart <laughs> with such force that it killed him. Yeah. It was so stupid, and uh, there's just, there's just a bunch of like little parts where like there there's a part in the beginning where her as a child, um, where she's falling off her roof and then she stops herself. Yeah, and she does it in a way where when she jumps off to the ground, it looks like she was on a wire. It was very fake. It did not look real. It didn't look good at all. I agree. No, it looked terrible. And there's a lot of that. And again, a lot of slow motion. And I, I really, you know, there's a place, as I've said before, there's a place and there's a time for slow motion. In certain scenes, it can work really well. But when you're relying on it so much, it gets old. It gets old really fast. And it doesn't look good. It's, it's like, oh, slow motion again. Okay. And I think they're trying to use it to make it more emotionally impactful, but to me, it just annoys me, you know? It mm-hmm. doesn't, it doesn't make me more emotional. Like, it, 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 there is one part 
that did make me emotional, and that's the end where the dad is talking to her. But um, overall, like, I, I was pretty unimpressed with this film. Yeah. There was no... There was no emotional connection between the characters, really. Yeah. Um, and Mulan was just, just not a not a good main character. Like, not somebody that I could be like, yeah, I want you to succeed. You know. Right. They didn't. Yeah. I didn't see enough of her. I didn't feel enough emotion for her. I didn't really either. Um, she's kind of lame. You know, yeah. she, her face, her expression hardly ever changed. Yeah, I mean, overall, I just, I just didn't think that this movie was anything extraordinary. It's nothing to write home about. It wasn't very special. There was too many special effects. The, the magic aspect really took me out of the film. Um, and like, I, the first time I'd seen it, I saw it with my friend Emily, and she was trying to argue with me that in Chinese culture, like, they really believe that magic is real, but I was like, no, <laughs> I don't care. I don't, I was just like, I don't care, because it's, it's so, first of all, the witch is, it, it, like, if you can take a character out of the film, and it makes almost no difference to the film, then why are they in the movie? Yeah, and that that's a really great her. point. Yeah. yeah like mm -hmm. she like there's one part at the end where she stops the arrow from hitting Mulan but Mulan can obviously like avoid getting hit by arrows as you see her on her horse so why couldn't she have stepped to the side you know yeah like yeah. It, it, the witch didn't need to die and she didn't need to be there she didn't there's no reason for her to be there and it, it just it it was it seemed like it was a last minute decision to add her on there where, uh, and I, and I think that it really, it gave me a very bad taste to the rest of the film. Yeah. Yeah. And I was sad about that too, because the actress Lee Gong, I was excited to see her in this movie because I like her. I think she's a good actress. And then I just, I was like, never mind. Never mind. I don't. I don't feel that way anymore. Cause she was in um, Memoirs of a Geisha. She oh, was like okay. the antagonist Geisha, uh, and I thought she was really great in that. But no, I overall I was I was deeply unimpressed with this film, and I'm very happy that I never have to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't impressed. I wasn't impressed. I was I was kind of bored. If I didn't have to watch it for the podcast i would have never watched it again for sure so right yeah. yeah so would you recommend it i would say if you are a fan of the original sure why not you should watch it but um to someone who's not no i wouldn't say i would say don't i would say don't waste your time um it's just it's just mediocre to me. I wouldn't say it's terrible, but it's just mediocre, and that's all it is. It's it's fine. It's just fine. That's my new saying, and it's like meant to be insulting. Like it's fine. It's but that's all it is. It's just fine. <laughs> you know, like it's not good. It's nothing great. I I wouldn't. No, I I don't think I would recommend it to anyone who wasn't a fan of the original. That's what I would say. What about you? 
No, I wouldn't recommend it. Okay. Yeah. To anyone. Very short discussion this week. Usually we get much more into it. Yeah, I think that's a testament to the movie. Yeah. I think that it was hard to feel inspired with any emotions about the movie. Like the thing is that the setting is very beautiful. There's a lot of little different things within um, the movie that are not terrible. Like the setting is really beautiful. But like if that's all that is beautiful about it, that's, an, that's a huge issue, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think the grievous error they made is that they just tried to be too serious because I think that there is a there's a danger that reverence and seriousness go hand in hand. Yeah. And they're trying to do like they're trying to give reverence to this beloved story and so they make it serious and I, I that's not always the direction you should go and I think that that was where the big pitfalls were is that they were just like way too heavy-handed in seriousness and well and if they're gonna make it serious they should have made it more historical you know yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so anyway uh you can follow us on instagram watchers and movies my facebook at watchers and movies if you have any thoughts or feelings about mulan and you want to desperately let us know you can contest uh, contact us at watchers of movies at gmail.com and we also have another instagram called the watchers who find things and where we post little just funny movie based you know memes usually um and we also have a website watchersofmovies.weebly.com so you can check us out there and i also made a reddit account which is watchers of movies pod so if you want to check us out there i usually just comment on people's stuff about movies it's just a way to get us out there it's just a little fun thing because i'm on reddit like way too much so i figured why the hell not and thank you to mike so much for our theme music it's awesome yeah mike myers you can find him on twitter at the mike show 42 thank you mike and if you would like us to review a movie go on over to itunes give us five stars and put in your review what movie you would like us to go over and we will shoot that one to the top don't fear if you can't reach itunes you can always email us suggestions and we will do those eventually they just won't get prioritized like the ones with a five-star review yeah yeah and again if you have any thoughts feelings about this and you need to let us know we'd love to hear your thoughts uh you can comment on our instagram or dm us or email whatever you'd like to do and we'll respond for sure yeah So I think that's it. Bye. Bye.